Hey guys, this is Emma, Bebo Barefoot's Head of Sustainability, and I f***ing hate the word sustainability. Join me as I talk to a whole bunch of people way smarter than me about how we're all going to make regeneration the new normal. Hey guys, welcome to the Vivo Barefoot Regeneration broadcast. We're really happy to have you on board. For the first podcast, we're going to be having a chat with our CEO and co-founder, Galahad Clark. Uh, lots of people know him as the leader of our business, but a lot of us just refer to him as the captain of the Vivo Barefoot Pirate Ship. And we're here today to talk about Earth Day, the 50th year anniversary of Earth Day, and about our new regeneration mission. And we're really excited to talk about what is going to happen, what the world is going to look like after COVID-19. So uh, welcome on board, G. Pleasure to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here and kick off our first ever podcast series. So thanks for leading the way on this one. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, so let's start off by um, asking you what's happening with Vivo Barefoot at the moment during COVID-19. What do you think is going to happen after all of this and what the company will look like? It's a tough and a sad time for Vivo, no question. We've had to furlough nearly 20 people and, you know, our, our hearts go out to those people. And we are obviously in a battle like every small business for survival through a really difficult time where trade is necessarily down. Our shops are all closed all over Europe and the rest of the business has had to rally around and work you know, often more jobs than they were doing pre-COVID for somehow less reward in really, really difficult circumstances. We're obviously Zooming all over the place all the time. And, you know, I'm extremely lucky and that I'm not sort of stuck in the middle of London, but I know that a lot of our colleagues are stuck in the middle of London. I think now in week four of lockdown, it's wearing pretty thin I think for a lot of people and it's tough and we've got a challenge as a business to keep everybody sort of happy and motivated and working through this. Yeah absolutely I think having seen obviously the, the inside of how that's happening and playing out at the moment one of the amazing things I think is you know quite some time ago Vivo adopted a be more pirate spirit for the business and it's been quite incredible at the moment where the weather is stormy and everyone's rallied together. And as you said, a lot of people are doing a lot more than what they did before. But I think there's a really amazing team spirit and there's a fighting spirit to the company. And um, yeah, I think I'm really proud to kind of be on the ship at the moment. And um, do you think that it's going to affect the way that we operate in the future? For sure. And it's definitely brought out the best in the organization. And it's it's been awesome to be part of on many, many levels. And it's working right on on some levels and i think the people not showing up to the office every day not traveling all over the world all the time is not the end of the world so there's no question i think that we will go into a new normal post covid yeah what exactly that looks like is uh perhaps you know not for public knowledge just yet yeah i thought what was really crazy when this all kicked off and we all got put into lockdown as you know i was I was meant to be going back to Australia to visit my family, my once a year family trip and got cancelled and uh, ended up being on crisis calls for a week where we obviously had to, you know, we all had to talk about what this business looked like. And quite frankly, a head of sustainability job at any other business at the moment is, you know, being made redundant or, or you know, being put on furlough, as you said, or 
you know, it's, it's the least business critical role in, you know, 99% of brands. And I immediately called my mom and was like, mom, I'm going to have to fly back to Australia. You know, I'm not going to be able to stay here. And it was incredible to kind of come out the back of that now and just reiterate over and over again from different people on the team, how important my role was and my team. Um, not many people know that we're really lucky to have five people in the sustainability team at Vivo Barefoot, considering we only have, what, 60 people in the business. That's a pretty huge thing. And all five people, obviously, are, are still here and are grafting and, and you know, really fundamental part of building post-COVID Vivo Barefoot. And I think, you know, that's why we're here today, right? It's the 50-year anniversary of Earth Day. And we really want to jump on the opportunity to talk about how we've turned the ship around and now we're focusing on regeneration. So what does regeneration mean to you and, and how is it going to play a part in what Vivo is in the future? Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud that we have been able to do that and through this crisis are able to still talk about regeneration and frankly proceed with a lot of the programs that we, we have planned. And as you well know, we've just written a strategy where we'd articulated putting regeneration into the heart of every area of the business. And we're sticking by those words. And we've replaced the word sustainability with regeneration because we realize, you know, massively thanks to your guidance and leadership here that sustainability is not enough anymore. And we want to have a net positive impact on everything we do. And that's not just in the supply chains, but also our shoes literally have a net positive impact on the users. So we like to think that we are one of the original and pioneering regenerative businesses. Um, For sure. We're not perfect, but you know, we're going to give it a damn good go. And I think what you said about embedding it into the heart of a business is absolutely key because um, I was watching a program the other day on BBC and they were talking about the fact that there's absolutely no such thing as a sustainable material and the only thing that can be sustainable is a system. And they were specifically referring to plastics and there's no way to have a sustainable biodegradable plastic. The system itself for the recyclability, the circularity of that material itself has to be sustainable and that's the only way you can kind of apply that term and I think that's really interesting you know even just to kind of meet the bare minimum in what the the earth demands from us right now you know we're not even kind of getting there and I'd love to hear your take on that because a lot of the people listening to this will have followed Vivo's journey from you know setting a really strong goal around 100% sustainable materials and now seeing all of that shift so where do you think you know that change in language is playing a really important role in where we're going next? All, all the time, the, the beginning of wisdom is the definition of terms. I think, you know, when we were always talking about sustainability, it was always very hard to define what sustainability is, what sustainability means. But regeneration brings it into clarity and a lot more focus. And it's absolutely a, a total systems journey. And one of the things I always like to say is that businesses that are approaching sustainability, as it was known, I always felt were businesses that were just sort of doing more of the wrong things righter rather than really doing the right thing. Yeah. And I think we're so super lucky at Vivo where fundamentally what we're doing and the products we're making and the experiences we're trying to put on for our community are the right things. It's, they are health-giving, they are health-body-regenerating. And now we have a very clear mission and task to make that regeneration apparent through the whole supply chain where we operate in Asia, in Africa, in Europe, 
we obviously sell shoes all over the world. And so um, we have a big challenge now to be able to say that we're making it having a net positive impact in every one of those hubs and areas. But we are taking steps and well, one of the happy to that, be doing it. You know, one of the things that drew me to Vivo in the first place, apart from your very obvious authenticity, is, you know, your kind of drive towards just giving it a go. And I think a lot of the businesses I've worked at in the past would be incredibly hesitant to set a goal around regeneration and around net positive impact purely from the perspective that well a it's hard to do and a lot of them were sitting on you know piles of money and it was really easy to kind of make up excuses but the second part of it is I think around um just being willing to kind of define it as you go and and there's a quote that I pulled out from your um alumni speech some time ago where you say the fear of doing nothing at all trumps the fear of doing something badly And I think that's really interesting because things like wanting to have a net positive impact on biodiversity and natural capital and and even foot health to a degree and and, and personal body health, you were starting to set those goals before the science was really there. And in some ways, the intention that you have and the community that you bring on that journey actually creates the, the desire for that science to then catch up to almost justify that. And I think that's quite spiritual. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that the way we run our business and our community is actually quite spiritual as well. So it'd be cool to understand, you know, what part of that, you know, plays in, you talk about indigenous wisdom and, and our connection to nature and, and how important do you think that is to our future? Yeah, look, I think we all know that the real medical, pharmaceutical complexes of the world are don't work they're they're certainly not regenerative on many levels both for human health and planetary health we all know we've got to change we're lucky enough to have the opportunity to give change a go and we're small enough to to guinea pig new ideas and um, run with things that perhaps other bigger companies wouldn't have the opportunity to do so and you know as you know we want to work with you and to be a model small business to show what a regenerative or as it was known before a sustainable business can be and how to just approach it and as you know one of my only strengths in life is that I'm not scared of failure we fail a lot every day we try things and my favorite definition of success is failing and then waking up the next morning with no lack of enthusiasm and I think that's what we try to be as a business is enthusiastic for making great shoes and having as little impact on both human health and planetary health. Yeah, and that shows in, in the caliber and, and the enthusiasm of the people that, that obviously come and join Vivo Barefoot. Um, and I'm really excited to do this podcast series, I think, for Earth Day because, you know, we have a huge lineup of, of really bright minds and I think it's so inspiring to take such an unorthodox approach to approaching something that, traditionally has been such an awesome opportunity for brands to greenwash. I mean, one of the big things we're obviously working on together is trying to overcome some of the misinformation in this industry. Like you and I both agree that there's a ton of problems that the industry faces that doesn't matter how big or small you are, how good or bad you are, the supply chains and the, you know, the complicated industry and the systems behind how you make footwear and how you operate as a business in this world are fundamentally reliant on a ton of stuff that if we don't move together, we're not going to fix those problems. So I think greenwashing prevents a lot of the discussion that needs to be had 
around those really global issues. And, and so it'd be interesting to hear, I think people would find it awesome to hear from you why you're supporting trying to go against the grain in terms of sustainability and take a, you know, a different approach that's much more authentic, much more transparent, um, hopefully a bit more inspiring for people that want to believe that we're able to reach a world like the one that's portrayed to us in Avatar, which obviously I've told you before guides me at night, gives me some level of faith. So, so why this approach? Why, you know, why we've got a kind of guns out, kind of wanting to take on, you know, dispel the mistruths approach, both from the footwear perspective and, and the environmental perspective? Yeah, ultimately, I don't think it is going against the grain. At least it's not going against the grain of smart, brilliant people that we respect and admire. We're lucky to be able to be in many ways learning and trying to put into practice what a lot of wonderful thinkers out there already know to be the the right way and know what needs to be done. So, you know, we're maybe going against the grain of the existing complexes and things, but we're following in the footsteps of a lot of brilliant thinkers. And I love this idea, the avatar idea that modern science is ultimately going to bring us back to ancient wisdoms and ultimately back to reconnecting with nature. And we see that happening in the food we eat, the way we sleep, the way we move. Now, I hope the way we organize um, our societies and we're at this crazy crossroad that suddenly we're with, you know, ultimately I think choice between fear and love um, but it's, you know, where we're going to have to decide whether we allow for this incredible state control of our health and our freedoms. So I'd like to think that Vivo Barefoot is part of the positive turning right at the crossroads rather than left. Me too. That's why I'm here. I'm certainly, I certainly didn't choose to live in Slough in the United Kingdom of all places in the world over um, beautiful, sunny Australia, uh, just for the lifestyle. So, um, (laughs) you know, I I think that I speak for a lot of different people when we say that, um, you know, we really believe in that journey and that vision. And I think think just to kind of wrap things up, because we'll keep it short and snappy and um, let people enjoy the interactions with the, as you say, very rightly, brilliant thinkers that we have the pleasure to be in company of throughout this podcast series. But I'll just wrap up by um, one of the things I found most inspiring about you was what you talk about in terms of being a seventh generation cobbler and, and what Clarks, which is obviously you know, a huge legacy for you, um, what Clarks looked like when it was being run in quite a social enterprise type way and the interaction that you have with the community and, and how that plays a really important part of, of how you personally drive Vivo barefoot forward. I'd be really, I think that'd be really inspirational part to leave on. Yeah, I think in many ways, Clark's was one of the original social enterprises, along with a bunch of other Quaker businesses in the last, let's say, in the last century, and where championed a minimum pay differential from the top paid worker to the lowest paid worker. They invested a lot of money back into the community. And then often with the profits, they took on really amazing uh, social causes. They were also wonderful innovators and genuinely sort of believed in providing a value to society through whatever products or services they, they were providing. So, yeah, that, that Quaker nomics 
has been at the root, the foundation of my philosophy to approach business. And I hope that Vivo, will, you know, is a business that will ultimately make my forefathers proud. And you know, I think that, funnily enough, Clarks were kind of onto barefoot shoes at the end of the 19th century. I think I've shown you the advert that Clarks made in the 1880s, yeah. talking about foot health and how we should allow the foot to do its natural thing. Yeah. And along with the rest of the shoe industry seem to have lost their way in the 20th century and this terrible drive to emancipate ourselves from nature. But, you know, I like to think now in the 21st century, Vivo Bertha is part of the reconnection with nature. We're so lucky that we're making a product that just by using it, you get benefits. And then we're going to figure out how to make that product and those supply chains and that business be truly regenerative not only for humans but for the world itself absolutely i mean that and that's that's why i kind of you know it's partly why i wanted to bring it up and you say the impact on businesses but you know i think that what you just described then and and how you approach the world and and obviously lots of people around you approach the world um as as many people maybe don't know but, but vivo barefoot does feature a few different clerks and we're very lucky to have that, um, you know, that family spirit at Vivo Barefoot. And there's a healthy level of tension and a good level of um, authenticity that comes with that as well. And I think for me personally, I know, I know recently I came around to your house um, to celebrate Mongolian New Year, which was such an experience for me, you know, being a kind of typical white girl growing up in a very uncultured environment. And I let your dog out the front door and freaked out, ran down the road, ran over a puddle got muddled myself and came back expecting to get a suitable bollocking and uh, didn't and just got, you know, welcome into the fall and it became part of the story and became part of the culture of the environment. I think that's a really good metaphor for how our company runs because, you know, as you said, you talk about failing and you talk about, um, you know, having a huge ambition and running the company in a way where we support the community. And I wanted to bring that up because I feel like you really live by your values and this company really lives by its values. And I feel so supported to to try things and to do things differently, as does everyone else in the company. And um, coming back to why we're here, which is Earth Day, uh, I think we need to do things differently. You know, we've seen in COVID right now, the business as usual, just the, the normal that's happening right now is not good enough. And, and you say it yourself, we need to have a new normal. And to do that, you know, I really feel like we need to have a tipping point around courage. And the only way to have a tipping point around courage is to really, truly empower people um, and to encourage people to, to kind of go off into the world and see these problems and have the courage to take them on. So, you know, I really thank you for that. And um, thank you for this podcast series. And, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Thank you very much for hosting me. And uh, yeah, to have the courage to go out and let your feet reconnect with the earth. And, you know, we are ultimately one people standing on one earth and that's the best hope we got. So. Amen. Love it. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. If you managed to get the entire way through this podcast without getting really annoyed by my bloody Australian accent, you deserve an award. For more information and to listen to the other episodes, go to vivobarefoot.com. See you later.